Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You know, there was a big weekend in sports because NBA All-Star Weekend happened. And we've got to dissect this with who else but our sports guy, Michael Tillery, sports writer, deluxe uh, galore, has written for so many different sites, Sports Skeeter, Anscape, and others. And he is here with us this morning. Michael, what did you think of the NBA All-Star Weekend? First of all, let me say good morning, Tanya. Let me start on a positive note. <laughs> Um, you know, it, for for a, a guy who's played basketball, you know, semi pro level, um, and also been a fan, you know, basketball is probably the sport I've written most about. Yesterday was disgusting. I, I thought you were starting on a positive note, Michael. <laughs> was That's that why the... I said good morning. Good morning <laughs> was a positivity. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 just seemed like it was just as soon as they caught the ball. They were shooting a three. Like, it didn't matter where they were on a court. Now, obviously, Dame and, and Steph and some other players have such prowess that they can shoot from half court and a logo and hit at a high clip because it's something that they practice. I think if every player practices shooting those long-distance shots, you will become more comfortable with them. In an all-star competition with, you know, the fans there in Indianapolis and, you know, Tyrese Halliburton just celebrating just a miraculous year for him. You know, he'd be high in the MVP rating rankings and everything else, you know, heading down to seeing his leading the league in assists at 11.7 clip. You know, Dane comes in and kind of wrecks shop and shoots these crazy shots, but it's not him. He's a professional. He can do that. That's what he does. It's the other younger players that just were coming in shooting threes. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, hitting at a high clip at a, as a big man. He, he scored 50 points in a game. More That's props to him. It was just hard to watch. It, so it turns out that now the East won the All-Star game uh, two, 211 to 186. It is the highest scoring All-Star game of all time. So you're saying that watching seven footers toss up threes was not that entertaining. It's not that entertaining. You know, it, it, I, I guess I'm kind of biased because we grew up, you know, Doc coming here and, you know, Dame Little won the MVP. Another guy who did that going to a new team was Julius Irving in 77. That's a year that we celebrate, especially about the slam dunk because of what he did the year before in the ABA and going from the foul line something that was mimicked from Wilt Chamberlain shooting free throws from the foul out. Okay, so Doc brought that over to the NBA. The NBA has built its All-Star Weekend based on the slam dunk. Major stars in the last six years haven't been in the slam dunk contest. The last time they had, you know, an All-Star in the slam dunk competition was six years ago. You know, so that's something that the NBA has to fix. Well, let's talk about the winner, because I I understand uh, that this individual whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, he has only played in four NBA games. He's a G League guy. Mac McClung, you know, out of Georgetown, I think with the Texas Tech after that. You know, he played briefly with the Sixers. I, I posted on social media about it, they were talking to him pregame. It's kind of like promotional for the All-Star game, whatever. 
and he struggled to name all-time dunkers. Last year when he was in Philadelphia, the guy who handed him the Julius Irving slam dunk champion trophy was Julius Irving. He didn't even name Doc. And he had a Sixers jersey on. <laughs> you know, it, it was something to watch. And then for him to repeat, now he is a gifted dunker. Don't, don't get me wrong. He is a gifted dunker. But the NBA should be embarrassed. Well, that it, is not- it, it seems as though the NBA was embarrassed because even the commissioner, Adam Silver, he seemed a little lukewarm about uh, this whole All-Star weekend and and had said he and Joe Dumars, who works uh, as an executive, high executive in the league, had said prior to that that they wanted more all you know, they wanted more participation. They wanted a more competitive game. They wanted people to actually show up and be enthused, these million dollar players. And yet it still seems as though the entertainment value has just declined over the years. The slam dunk at this point, nobody wants to do it because nobody wants to get hurt. Players are making more money than ever in the history of the league. So you kind of can't blame them. Uh, but what what needs to what needs to happen to, to bring this into the future? So, you know, I've asked LeBron James many times, why hasn't he entered the slam dunk contest? And he was always, you know, laughingly, you know, uh, noncommittal, you know, was something that he just wasn't focused on. I think that's where the NBA slam dunk contest lost its luster because Julius Irving, I call the fifth five evolution. You start, you start with Doc, Kobe, Mike, then you have LeBron next. They all really made their NBA fandom more bigger by winning slam dunk comp- competitions. I mean, even you know? Dominique Wilkins, uh, I think the 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 man once known as the human highlight film, who was a judge yesterday, he made some of his bones because he lost the slam dunk in the amazing one when it was him versus Michael Jordan. So I, it was at one point a contest that people looked forward to and, and, and were engaged by. And it just appears that the lack of all-star participation, like it seemed like they were just dropping guys, you know, Jalen Brown showing up was great, but his dunks were, mm. uh, are, have people just run out of dunks or are we seeing things on social media where maybe we can bring these dunk specialists in it and have a better contest? I, th- I think that is what has to happen. The latter point about bringing in dunk specialists, um, and then, you know, NBA is going to have a problem, though, because, you know, in terms of the licensing and, you know, how we how, what, what uniforms are these players going to wear? I think. And again, I'll, I'll close this point with LeBron James. The NBA competition fell off right there when he decided not to enter because no other star after that seemingly has that in, as a passionate, you know, want and ambition to win a slam dunk contest. And that's what it was previously. The NBA needs to kind of maybe have a, a one-on-one competition where, you know, you score a basket and you were eliminated, the other, t- other players eliminated, or a three-point, three, a three versus three, three-on-three competition, you know, where you're putting three stars together against three other stars, um, more skills competitions, maybe a long-distance shot competition, which I'm hearing a lot as well. But something has to happen. Because what's essentially going to happen is Adam Silver is going to have to offer these players maybe a million dollars, two million dollars just to be in it 
if they win. And they are, like you said, they're already making an astronomical amounts of money. We talked earlier about, you know, all-star games, all-star competitions, you know, how comfortable, how common it is. The players look at it as a break. The ones that, that go, you know, are in the stands. And maybe they just aren't as passionate because of the atmosphere is changed on a social media realm. Usually it was, I call it Christmas eyes when fans are in the stands and they see a superstar. Mm-hmm. The focus just is a little bit changed now. It's more about the one second get, you know, and it's not really about building legacies that NBA fans see as palpable, see as happening. They just want players to do something in the immediate instant. And the NBA is going to have a problem with that because it's not going to have the stars or are willing to basically sacrifice their entire weekend to prepare for the competition. Well, you know, it should kind of be part of your job as an NBA player to do those kinds of things. This is a fan. At the end of the day, the NBA All-Star Game is for the fans. It's for the people that are spending hundreds of dollars, whether it's on uh, games, sports betting, merchandise, all of these things. And it seems as though we're getting further and further away from the things that are in service to the fans and more and more the things that are in service to business and to the people and the conglomerates and these large corporations that are making Money. I mean, yes, they make probably a ton of money off of the NBA All-Star Game with all the corporate sponsorships. Everything is, you know, this advertiser, this and that advertiser, that. But it does seem like it's getting further away from the fans. And the interesting thing is you see a lot of these things going on on social media uh, with the slam contest. And, and by slam, I mean the magazine, these different contests where they bring people out and they have DJs and they dunk and they do a lot of this stuff on the women's side of the game. And uh, it's interesting and it's fun and it seems fan uh, friendly. And I think the NBA may have to look into doing something that is less corporate and more fan based. Fans put a lot into the game. It's not just people who are paying for uh, the, the TV rights and this and that. At some level, you've got to do something for the fans is is my feeling. Um, but since we mentioned LeBron James, he played in his 20th All-Star game. He's in his 20th season and he talked a little bit about what his retirement might look like. So let's hear from uh, LeBron. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will, I was asked this question a couple of days ago, will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. I've never been that great with accepting like praise. It's a weird feeling for me to, to go in each city. I don't know if I will feel great about it. Maybe the only child in me, maybe, but I don't know. Um, but I am a Laker and uh, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years. And, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is or you know, which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization. So many greats. But, but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. So LeBron said. You know, he's looking, he's 39 years old. He's played 20 seasons. Uh, He gets into the elite circle of 21 seasons. 
Uh, I believe if it's not this season, it's the next one. And then he knows at some point this is going to be over and probably doesn't want to overstay his welcome. But I thought it was interesting that he said he has a challenge with being praised. So he may not want to go on a farewell tour. Uh, what's your take on that, Michael? When do you think he should leave? First of all, I mean, I've, I've covered LeBron James the majority of his career. And, you know, he he has often always been a, a past first type of guy to kind of get that shine off of him. That's something he's done since he's been nine years old. Um, so th- that was a genuine statement. Um, I, I, in my heart of hearts, you know, the father in me sees LeBron playing when, you know, his both of his sons are in the league. Um, you know, he, he's taking care of his body. You know, he only drinks wine. Um, you know, he, he gets plenty of rest. He spends a million dollars a year on, on his body. You know, he... He can play three to four more years barring injury because you're not really seeing a, a decline in skill. You know, he's you know, he, he's shooting around 50 percent. And that's something that's been a, a statement, you know, throughout his career. It's the reason why he's a, the scoring leader in NBA now, because he makes one of two shots. You know, that's what it is. And you add in threes and that number goes up. You know, I think that his because of the, the conversation he probably has with, with his beautiful family, um, that he, he was probably stay around until his son's playing until he can deal with it. Obviously, LeBron knows how to deal with the media. You know, he, he kind of calms everything down when you're in the locker room um, with him. He, you know, he reads books, you know, after shoot around or after games and, you know, to kind of calm himself down. And, and, and subsequently, it calms down the locker room that he's in. So he is he's prepared to play. Years, I don't see or hear in his mannerisms that he is ready to hang it up. So it has to be that he wants to play with his sons. Well, you know, he he referenced Tim Duncan, who just kind of slowly eased himself on out and, and retired without a lot of fanfare. But maybe the better comparison is Tom Brady, who played all those seasons and then uh, got a championship and then said, you know, I'm going to come back for one more year. It didn't work out too well. And then he said, OK, I'm good. So maybe that will be the way that LeBron goes out. Uh, very interesting conversation that Shaq had with Jason Kelsey. He encouraged him, go ahead and retire. You've got a beautiful family. Don't sit there and, and be uh, and do what I did, which is hang around a league a little bit too long and ended up losing my family. So that was potentially good advice. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but of course we have to, before we go, talk a little bit about what happened at the Kansas City Chiefs Championship Parade in Kansas City. Uh, 22 people injured, one person who was killed. Uh, is this, wh- this going to affect championship celebrations for the future or is this just where we are in America in gun violence right now? Unfortunately for the NFL, you know, these two corpus were, were minor, right? From what I understand. So you're not going to see their names and faces all over the news that you normally would have seen had they been at the age of majority at least. Right. So, you know, that is something that the NFL really left out. You know, Obviously, you know, we hopes and prayers and, and love and light sent to the victims here. There was a tragedy. You know, you go from celebrating, you know, your team winning the Super Bowl to, to getting shot. You know, that, that's something. The NFL, I think, will make sure in the future. They had 800 cops there. I'm sure they'll have even more cops next year. You know, so we'll hopefully this is an anomaly. You know, it won't happen again. Um, But it's a shame that this happened in the first place. It really is. Michael Tillery, 
Our sports guy, thank you for your perspective. Uh, we'll have to see if they come up with some uh, something, some solution for NBA All-Star. I mean, all of these are All-Stars across leagues, from Major League Baseball to the NFL are all kind of, uh, they, they're in need of a retooling is what we would say. And uh, certainly the NBA All-Star Weekend is one that probably needs a retooling more quickly and more uh, comprehensively than most of the rest of them. Thank you so much for being on as always. And we'll see you next Monday. See you guys. Be peace. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 